everybody, and welcome to a new edition of the award-winning Talking About Cars podcast, where it's all about everybody has a car story, from celebrities to car personalities to just people who bring their cars to car shows and cruise nights. I'm Randy Cardoon, and before we get going, are you listening on iTunes? Don't forget to subscribe to our iTunes page. It's absolutely free, and you'll be notified when a new podcast is uploaded. And if you like what we're doing, take a moment to rate us and give us a review. And you can also check us out on SoundCloud and on our social media accounts on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and on YouTube. This week, a TV network known for sports is getting into the car show game. The NFL Network is taking a page from the old Pimp My Ride show, but make no mistake, their new show, Tackle My Ride, is not the same show. Former New York Giant, now Fox Sports commentator and ABC Good Morning America host Michael Strahan's producing it. Former Raiders, Steelers, and Cardinals linebacker Lamar Woodley is a host with James Torres of Demented Customs. I caught up with both Lamar and James at the Automobile Driving Museum in El Segundo, California. And we did the podcast, Visualize This, sitting in a 1957 black Lincoln Premier convertible with tricolor seats. I asked James what his first car was. My very first car was a Mercury Link station wagon. That's what my grandfather gave me, and it had the wood grain sticker on the side. It was an 84 model, so it was like the overextended Ford Escort. Mm-hmm. It, it was horrible. It, it, was, <laughs> it was bad. It had a, a, a blown head gasket, so it would blow white smoke everywhere it went. And I heard the, those Mercuries did come with that as a special I, additive. To that. Yeah, I think yeah. that I think that was like like main thing, you know. Um, but. Uh, like I've, I've just done stereos and stuff like just you know from when i was a kid and 15 and my very first vehicle that i really got to fix up was a 85 short wide pickup and uh, once i got that chevrolet that square body i mean that was my baby you know i i learned how to paint on that thing and uh, because i wanted flames and i'm from southeast new mexico and mm-hmm. i was reading what was going on in cali you know over here with you guys and mm-hmm. i see it in the books but nobody back home can do it so i had to learn how to paint so that i could do what i saw and uh, from there, it's just it's just been all hands-on, and that's kind of how we transitioned. We've just always been customizing stuff. So how did you transition to actually working with the cars? Was that something that was kind of ingrown with you, or did your family do it, or you knew somebody that did it, or it was auto shop in high school? No, 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 no auto shop in high school. Um, both of my grandfathers were mechanics. Um, oh. One of my grandfather owned a salvage yard, mm-hmm. but I never really like took up into that. Like I was always skateboarding. Um, I don't know, I guess it's just, I was just like obsessed with the Cali life. You know, I was a skater or freestyling and mm-hmm. then I wanted the, the cool trucks and the cool cars and, um, but I just saw that they learned a lot. They could do stuff. And so like, I just got in there and just started doing it, but mm-hmm. you know, no formal training, no anything else. It was just learning it on my own. Lamar, you grew up in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Tell me about how your car story, the first car did you remember, like the one the folks were driving around in and what was your first car? I mean, well, you know, most of my cars I've seen on TV. <laughs> so it's like, man, one day I'm going to get one of those cars. And, uh, you know, being from Michigan, you know, having a lot of uh, cars and, uh, you know, the car industry. You know, I remember uh, a guy who worked at a recreation center that I, I went to, he, he drove a 1986 SS Monte Carlo. Mm. And I was late getting to a football game. And, I mean, that car, he took off. I said, I got to get one of these. <laughs> and so I actually purchased one of those later on, but my first car that I bought was a 1985 Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. And I was fooled because it had a good paint job, but underneath the hood was bad. Uh-huh. So What kind of paint? 
What, what would it was metal? clean, yeah, the clean, it was clean, clean, all white. It wasn't like metal flake or something? No, it was just all white. It was clean, had the burgundy top, uh -huh. but underneath the hood is where they got me. <laughs> you know, so when I bought the car for about $1,000, uh -huh. I had to put more work into it. So I, I spent more money putting work into the car than mm -hmm. anything. But eventually I got it rolling for a minute and I dumped the car like a year later. Now you were talking about, you saw a lot of cars on TV. Yeah. Tell me about some of those that you remember. What, what, were, what were the cool cars you saw on TV that just really got you into it? Uh, I mean, you know, like the, the Mini Cooper. Mm -hmm. You know, we talked about owning a Mini Cooper. Uh, I, I seen that. Um, like the big conversion vans, mm -hmm. the Bentleys. Like the A-Team? Yeah, you know, so I seen that. I said, man, I, I, I got to get one of those cars. I got to get one of those cars. And by far, my Mini Cooper is my favorite car. Let me, let me ask, as long as I'm on the subject of TV and cars, when you were growing up, was there a car on TV or in the movies that just kind of made you drop your jaw and go, oh my gosh? Um, no, I mean, you know, I, I grew up watching Knight Rider and, and seeing that car and then mm -hmm. Magnum P.I. and, you know, and then Miami Vice with the Testarossa and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, like, I really always liked those. Um, but I think really growing up, like, I, I don't really have a special car. I mean, it's just, I, I liked all of them, you mm -hmm. know, I mean, just... I'm still retro. I mean, I still wear Swatch watches and, and stuff, you know. I mean, I'm stuck in the 80s, so I, I, I still like that era. And did you watch the A-Team growing up? No. Okay, then. No, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't watch the A-Team growing up. I seen when they redid the movie. Ah. They remade it. I seen that. That's right. You're but, young. I yeah, keep forgetting. I've just dated he myself. Just looks old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> veteran. Veteran. He's an NFL guy. Veteran. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so was there a TV show that you used to watch that you used to? I watched Knight Rider. Uh -huh. uh, man, that was that was a great show. Like with the cops, like man, I would love to hear one of those if it actually was real and the car can just pull up. <laughs> you know, but I was like, I was more so in the like um, in the, like movies, mm -hmm. like the Batman. So, oh, yeah. I'd always thought that uh, Batman car was always creative. Mm -hmm. You know, the different styles and the different gadgets that he had in the car. So I thought that that stood out the most to me. That's got to be something if you start building cars. And I know with the show, you were going to build a whole bunch of different cars. Stuff to get creative with to put into the cars. Like you had uh, six cars for various things. How did you decide what goes into a specific car for Tackle My Ride? Yeah, um, basically it's, it's you know, um, you kind of got to talk to the person and get a feel from them like what they're gonna like. Um, so like anytime with the clients, it's like, hey, you know, what colors do you like, do you not like? Um, so like me and Wood, what's really what's really crazy is like me and Wood, we'd, we'd ask these guys, we'd like, hey, what do you want us to do to your car? And they'd be like, fix the AC. And we're like, <laughs> what else? That's it? You know, and the, that was it. It's, it's, I was like, well, this is gonna be easy because right, all we gotta do right. is fix the AC and paint it. Uh -huh. um, but the people um, that we that we actually had the opportunity of, of tackling their cars were so humble that they didn't ask for anything custom. They didn't ask, like they really didn't. I mean, right. I don't remember one of them, not one of them even, not one of them said, hey, custom paint or mm -hmm. nothing. Um, so we were really, you know, had a lot of artistic license to just do whatever we wanted. But we still had to take like the, the car itself um, because there's a certain way to go with a car and, and you know as well as I do that mm -hmm. you can you can take a car that looks really cool and do something that just makes it like look really bad. Um, but just staying with the style of the car and then um, we also referenced a lot with the actual um, time frame of the car and the genre say you know one was a uh, 91 Cavalier I think. 
I think it's a 91 Cavalier. A 91 Cavalier. You know, or a, <laughs> I think it was, it was, well, it we was had a, 90, a classic in its own right. Well, we had we had a 92 Dodge pickup, and uh -huh. I, can't, I can't remember what year model the, the Cavalier was. But but staying specific with that mm -hmm. that genre, you know, like what was what was hot during that time frame. And then kind of incorporating some of the new style into it, you know, with the new custom paints and the new technology that's out there. Um, so it was, it's just all just varies on what we're working with. That was really kind of like the hard challenge, though, was I had all six and I was trying to figure out how to do all six at the same time. Oh, wow. Yeah, we, the, the network put us on a crunch on this one um, to get the show done. And uh, we were presented with the... Time frame of doing. We we filmed this thing from beginning to end in ten weeks, and we had eight ten weeks, weeks. We had eight weeks to build six cars. Hey, but you know, like like the good thing about the cars when he was saying like they didn't ask for much. Um, you know, any kind of request that they had was actually for the passengers that was going to be in the car. Mm -hmm. You know, you take the guy from New York, uh, Lorenzo. You know, who has the AAU basketball team. He wanted to make sure that his players was comfortable in the car. Or you, you know, you you take Roxanne from Dallas. You want to make sure that the people riding was comfortable in the car, and people, uh, and and some of the fans, their main thing was to make sure that they can give back to the charitable stuff that they do. So Let's talk about uh, for the show how you got involved in the show. We were talking earlier, and you mentioned that you met Michael Strahan, who's the executive director of the show, mm -hmm. or one of the producers of the show, in yeah. kind of a unique way. Yeah, um, you know, I met Stray uh, back in 2011. I met him on Twitter uh, through another another friend. I have a couple celebrity clients that I'd already been doing stuff with. Okay. And uh, they were messaging back and forth, and somehow Stray got in, involved in a tweet. And so, like, I, I, I tagged him in a couple, showing him the car that I had done for this guy, mm -hmm. and then ended up sending him a, a direct message. And so he was just like, you know... Uh, he responded, and uh, this kind of like transpired within you know just a week's time, and uh, he was like, you know, what? Here's my phone number. Text me some pictures. So I, he sent me his phone number. So I started texting him, and uh, I called him one day, and we were talking, and he's like, what do you want to do? I said, you know what, dude? I said, just give me thirty thousand in an audition. I said, a lot of people come at you for money. I said, I'm not coming at you for money. I said. I just want to do work for you so that I can show people in your circles what I can do. So you knew of the show, or were you just kind of... Oh, this was way before the show. Oh, the show okay. just transpired afterwards. Right. Yeah. Power of social media. Yeah, this was way wow. before the show. Yeah, this was, just, this was just me being crazy and telling him <laughs> to, to give me some money and let's do some work together. So, uh -huh. uh, you know, we're talking on the phone and uh, gave my bank account. Next day, he went and deposited the money in my account without ever meeting me or anything and, mm -hmm. and took a risk on me, you know. And uh, ever since then, we've been friends. I built now, him a 68 GTO, um, twin turbos. We put an LS3 in it. Um, we're putting down about 700 horsepower to the Is wheels. that the silver one that's on your website? It is. It is. So Yeah, with full red interior and everything. So, so if people want to see what this car looks like, go to his website, which is? Yeah, you can go to DominicCustoms.com. Um, you can see all of our stuff. You know, we also have the social media, Demented Customs. Uh, you know, our Instagram is at one demented one. Mm -hmm. Okay, where does Demented come from? This De ought to be good. I'm sure it has nothing to do with Dr. Demented. No, no, no. It doesn't have anything to do with Dr. Demented. <laughs> okay. and, and Demented is really cool um, in the fact that um, I'm from southeast New Mexico. Mm -hmm. So I'm 15 hours away from L.A. There's no celebrities in my town. There's nobody there at all. Like Well, there, until you started this show. Uh, yeah, well, hopefully. Well, <laughs> he, now because we brought wood. Oh, we brought no. Wood to our town, so now we had a celebrity. Oh, okay. I'm a local celebrity. And uh, <laughs> he's already known, like everybody knows him over there. And uh, 
So, so I'm at this body shop and I'm, I'm doing a lot of side jobs and everything and, mm -hmm. and I'm working doing collision work during the day. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I'm a single parent and I'm raising my kids and so I was like, you know what, I'm going to start doing sh work at night, but I need to get a, a business name. So I'm like, okay, Flames by James, because I love doing flames on everything. Mm -hmm. Flames, that sounds like a burger place. That sounds like a burger place. You know, that was, that was there. I'm glad that one didn't like make okay. it through the cut. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so like it was like twisted teas. Like I was always trying to sound like so, ice cream place. Yeah, see, that that's true. Ice cream, twisted <laughs> yeah, it does. Right. So everything twisted like has teas. a catch. We can actually start doing slogans after this. We're going to start doing logos. <laughs> and, and you slogans. heard that's it here first, name. right slogans here on talking about cars. Go ahead. James and Woods or Woods and James slogan company. That's what we're going to Are you going to get into advertising now? Yeah. yeah. So. All right. Well, we, so want, we want a little bit. We're going to venture off into something else. Yeah. All right. And uh, <laughs> we're just different revenue streams. Yeah. So uh, we're, we're trying to come up with a name and, and I'm, I'm always, I'm, we're watching like Pimp My Ride, Unique Auto Sports, because this is back in like 06, right. 05. So right. everything's real big and it's coming up. Well, we're in a shop and the guy has a TV. And so um, my buddy's there and I'm like, dude, I got to come up. I said, you know what, dude? That's one of these days I'm going to do that kind of stuff. I said, I'm going to have a TV show or I'm going to do cars for celebrities. Mm -hmm. And they kept telling me I was crazy. Everybody kept telling me I was crazy. I said, so what's another name for, for crazy? And then one of the guys like insane. And I was like, no, 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 there's a clinical uh, name. And somebody, uh, this guy's nephew's like demented. And I was like, that's my name, Demented Custom. The light went on over your so, head. So from now on, that's when we, we went and got cards made and we became Demented Customs. Mm -hmm. um, the cool part about it, and, and I've, I've explained to Wood and, and a lot of it is, it's, it's being Demented is now our, is, is our, our lifestyle. And uh, it's not actually a sickness or an illness. Okay. So a doctor can look at you and your arm's broken. Right. So he can say it's broken. But if he says you're demented, how can he honestly prove that you're demented? There's no physical way for him to really prove it. So okay. it's a perception from the outside looking in. So our whole deal, like me and Wood, what we think and, and what we've come up with is, and, and I've learned this over time because as I started getting in with celebrities and as I was like, wait a minute, I wasn't crazy. I just thought different than other people. So from the outside looking in, average people think I'm crazy. Mm -hmm. So to me, I want to be demented. I want people to look at me because I don't think like everybody else. Right. And so like we take those risks and, and Wood the same way with the stuff that he plays. So like that's our whole deal is you want to be crazy. You want to you want average people to look at you and think this dude is nuts. But inside your head, you're completely focused. You know exactly what the end goal is. Nobody ever accused you of being nuts in the NFL and being crazy. Did no, they? we coming out with the lamented. Remember we talked lamented. about lamented. 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 Now what is that? <laughs> Shit, nothing. That's, that's, the, that's the Lamar version. The Lamar. Okay, the Lamar demented. Lamented. I like so that. That's the next level. <laughs> so you have your your shop, and somewhere down the line, you built a car for Michael, which again you can see on your website. Mm -hmm. It's a great looking GTO, by the way. Thank you. Uh, and so, how did the idea of the show come about? We were presented with the opportunity of the show. Um, NFL Network had contacted Left Field Productions and had told them they were doing a show or mm -hmm. somehow like that. Well, um, Left Field had contacted WMD, uh, which is a, a talent agency here. Mm -hmm. and. Um, a guy there, Josh Pyatt, actually represents Michael Strahan. Oh, okay. Well, because we're friends, me and Stray, Josh represents me as well. So when they were like, hey, you were looking at doing the show, 
that kind of got to them. We need somebody connected, and then it kind of all transpired to me and my sons. You had a audition. Hollywood agent in so, New Mexico. Not, not congratulations. <laughs> not a bad thing. Okay, so Lamar, how did you get involved with this? Hey, Michael Strahan hooked me up with James. Uh-huh. And uh, now, did he do a car for it. you before you got involved? Or? No, you know what? We we uh, once I got involved, we started talking about some stuff, uh, far as some stuff that I'm trying to do for my. Uh, AAU basketball program back home, so mm -hmm. James is going to do something for me, and then we got some some future stuff that we're going to do together. Yeah. Uh, so this is the best thing to happen to me because sometimes athletes, we get ripped off by people doing cars just because they see the money coming. But mm -hmm. one thing I can say about James is an honest, straight-up guy who's going to tell you everything about the car and it's going to walk you through it to make sure that you understand about now, what you're getting. When you were in the NFL, you had a lot of personality, I remember. <laughs> you were with the Steelers, with the Raiders, with Arizona. I, I, um, did you ever foresee yourself getting into this kind of role? You know what? No. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't see myself getting into it, but it worked out perfectly because it's not just about the cars, but it's about the fans and their backstories mm -hmm. and the things that they're doing um, in the community. And that's what I, that's what I do. I do a lot of stuff in the community. So sometimes a lot of those stories are not told. So it worked perfectly for me because now I have a chance to talk to people that's doing great work in the community. And sometimes those people don't get a pat on the back. So I knew exactly what kind of conversations to, to talk to them about because I, I've been there before. I'm still doing those type of things and to make sure that we highlighted them. Let's talk about in the show, how people at the various NFL markets, NFL cities, we get an opportunity to have you guys do the car or you do the car and, and you work with them. So he's the director. Yeah, I'm the director of the shop. You know, I make sure everything getting taken care of. Uh huh. You know, see like this shop right here. I just come in, make sure everything in place and then I leave. He handles a lot of stuff. That's kind of what he did right here in the shoot. He as a matter he of fact. Yeah. See, I'm on the back seat. I'm making sure everything can the conversation going good. When I need to jump in, <laughs> I jump in. When I jump out, I jump out. Other than that, I'm just sitting right here. He keeps everybody in line. I yeah. like that. I like that. I think that's great. So somebody decides, okay, I want to be on this show. Uh, how do they, how do you decide on what car and from what city? Yeah, um, a lot of that's you know distinguished by the network, mm -hmm. and uh, what they do is they put out a casting call, and then people submitted. They were nominating other other people mm -hmm. to get their ride tackled. So, um, and what it was is they were looking for people that are deserving in the community. These aren't just super fans. Like we're not going to somebody's house that mm -hmm. that you know just because it's all painted up, he's getting his car done. Mm -hmm. um, these guys really do a lot in the community, and uh, that's what we really enjoyed about it. I mean, Wood, like with his, when you get to know him, and and, and I have over the over the this time that we've spent filming you know he's really big on education he's really big on pushing kids and he does a lot of stuff you know even though he's he's a, a, a player and he does all this other things but he does a lot for his community and then where he grew up you know and and so like it kind of hits home when we're going to these places because there's a lot of these guys that we see and you'll see in the show mm -hmm. that remind me of wood like mm -hmm. i mean they're almost identical to him they just don't play football and they don't have the same means but what's really crazy is they're actually taking money out of their pocket and and being though that they're without and they're sacrificing little things like putting ac on their vehicle mm -hmm. or you know getting it tuned up or like some of these things the brakes were just completely shot like where they haven't even gone to get brake jobs right. but they're taking money and they're giving it to these kids and and they're paying for kids to to have cleats you know on their youth football team um, or they're taking them to a basketball tournament and and you know or tutoring them 
And so, you know, they sacrifice these little things to give to the, these people that they're not even related to. And uh, that's what's really cool about it, you know. And like I said, it just reminds me so much of Wood because, like, seriously, if you get to know this guy, I mean, I know he had a big personality on the field, but, like, the dude is just unreal off the field. Like, mm -hmm. he, he really cares about people, and he really cares about kids and education and stuff. That's cool that you get a chance to talk to people and work with them and, and do something nice for them. That's kind of neat. Yeah, it's big because, you know, just, just being a professional athlete, sometimes you don't really get a chance to really – interact with the fans as much. Mm -hmm. I mean, you interact with them, but not as much, but to have this opportunity to go on the road and interact with the fans and actually be in their houses and, and see all the decorations of the team that they have. I mean, you just have more respect for the fans then. And not only because they're big fans of the team, but also doing great community service work as well. You know, kind of like what James was talking about earlier from us doing the show, we've, we've been talking about a lot of things and James been talking about different things that he want to do in Hobbs, New Mexico because people didn't believe in him. He want to give kids other opportunities there. And I remember you talking about doing a thing where bringing people in the shop, young kids, teaching them about, you know, body work and teaching them all the body stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, so James is talking about doing more stuff in the community. So that's great. When you when you got two people that all we talk about is, is building a community, helping out others. That's what that's what helps drive the show is real. It's not it's not anything fake. It's not nothing scripted between me and James. It's just it's real conversations. And it's so many stories out there. You know, we 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 did six teams, but it's uh, however many uh, 27 other teams out there where it's a lot of stories. So in order for us to get to the other stories, Y'all make sure y'all tune in. We, gotta, we need we season, two. season two. We need season two. That's going to be based but on yeah, the ratings. You know, it, it really is. It's these people, they welcomed us into their homes. And, mm -hmm. and it's just unreal, some of these stories. And I fell asleep at somebody's house. And, I took yeah, my shoes off. Yeah, you know, and, and, and like, like really, they <laughs> you did take you, you fell asleep at somebody's house? Yeah, it was, we was on break. Uh -huh. And you know, you got to watch your words. They say, hey, make yourself at home. I say, you sure? <laughs> I took my shoes off. Hey, and I went to sleep in, in uh, Mississippi. It was hot. I went to sleep. Yeah. I went to sleep at uh, who else house I went in, in New, New York. York. Yeah. Yeah. I took my shoes you off. Fall asleep really easy. Who? He thinks everything's a bed. Did you notice that that was a bed? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did you notice? He's just <laughs> now that he's retired, seat. now that he's retired, he may he fall asleep like, in hey, the middle hey, of the city. Hey, what's the chance he gets? He takes when somebody say, make yourself at home, I say, all right. I'm not <laughs> saying that. I'm not saying that this time. No, not at all. Okay, so you've done six cars so far for the first season. What was the most challenging car to do so far? Um... I'd say, he's nodding and smiling. So I'd say I, the Cavalier was the most challenging. Yes, we we have this far. Cavalier on uh -huh. there. 1991, I hear. I think it's, I can't remember, I, I can't remember. It was bad. It was 91 or 92. It was, it was, it was an older Cavalier. Was Maybe. it their daily driver car or what was it? It was. Yeah. Okay. All of these cars, that, that's really cool, is all of these cars are their daily drivers. Uh -huh. So um, it's not just, it's not a car that's just sitting on the side of the house and they say, hey, I want to fix this car up. Well, right. that's not what we're there for. Okay. Um, what we're there for is to give them a tool to continue to do the good things that they're doing in the community so we're taking their daily drivers and we're upgrading it okay um, we're just making it a little bit easier for them to continue to deliver food or to take somebody to their hospital visits and whatnot and then making it a little bit cooler for them um, but not to give too much away but this Cavalier was covered in 28 rolls of duct tape and Real duct, duct tape? Minnesota, tape Minnesota Viking duct tape <laughs> yes, duct tape. Wait, so it's what, silver or purple or what? It's all purple. Oh well, my gosh. Well, actually, it's been on there for years, so it's faded to like a white again. Yeah, white, silver, yeah. <laughs> that was horrible. 
Why? Had, that's worth the price of He had bugs right? in the, remember all the bugs in the back oh, of the window? Man, he like, had, be, he, oh, had bugs in the back of the yeah, window? Like, they, they've been back there for years. I don't know what, what, oh, but wow. I don't know how that happened, but yeah, the, the car was pretty rough. Uh -huh. And uh, when we went to pick this car up, you know, David um, Garza, literally all he said was, you know, if you could get the chassis, like the suspension riding a little better because it kind of rattles, I'd be good. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> Wood's even like, what about all this duct tape? He goes, oh, dude, I get thumbs up all the time. And we're like, man. I'm like, them ain't thumbs up because of ride clean, my man. Them thumbs up like, man, look at that fool. <laughs> hey, man, you crazy <laughs> for that one. <laughs> but we respect you. <laughs> so, yeah, it, you know, that one. And uh, then we also had the opportunity of doing a 65 mm -hmm. um, Mustang. Oh, and, uh, okay. That thing's clean. That thing turned out into being a full restoration. And in the six weeks, it was, along with doing the other car simultaneously, we weren't supposed to be at that level, but... Six-week full restoration. Yeah. Um, aside, from, as, aside from actually soda blasting and starting the metal from scratch, um, we did, we put new engine, new tranny, we, we, we did the works on it. Wow. It, it, it was, it, it literally progressed from here to there really really fast and all of it was because of my sons i work with my three oldest sons and uh -huh. so like once we started on it um that was the only classic of the bunch we you know we had a, a uh, we had an expedition we had a cavalier we had a, a dodge pickup we had a minivan and uh, then we had a Kia Spectra, and then we had the 65 Mustang. There have been shows, and you mentioned one of them, Pimp My Ride, yeah. which of course is almost like in, close to your name, but yours is better. <laughs> and uh, I think that I think the key there is what they used to do, and they used to throw such a wacky stuff in it. They had they had jukeboxes, popcorn machines, stereos up the wazoo. I mean, now yours, I'm sure, doesn't get that radical. Or no, does no, it? no, no, no. Whenever we, whenever we sat down with the production company and we started talking about the vehicles, and uh, I told Wood that too as well. Um, I was like, I, I refuse to do any fish tanks. I refuse to do anything that is impractical. Mm -hmm. And uh, they tried, huh? They tried. They tried to get us. They tried he, to get Wood. He, like, he was strong they, on it. They he tried was to strong. Get Wood. They were like, hey, say a, a basketball goal out of this one, or say. And what I, was the one you remember that they tried to do that he just said no? Oh, they tried to do that on all of them. Yeah, it was a few of them. But what was the wackiest that you remember? The first thing that comes to your mind. Was that to be the basketball goal? Mm-hmm. It was like, man, nah, I don't want to. Nah, that don't seem real. That don't even sound like me saying that. Yeah, like. they wanted us to have one motorized out the back, and I was yeah. like, no. Nah. Okay. So, 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 so there was like a little bit of butting heads between me and the production company in it, but uh, you know, we stood our ground, and I, and that was the whole deal. Is like. From a car builder's perspective, mm -hmm. I saw what that did, what that show did to the, the actual shop, you know, like I heard on the streets or I heard it seem as like, oh, well, you know, that's not practical. That's mm -hmm. not practical. And so that was our deal is we're not building an impractical vehicle because these people, they rely on that. So they're, they're, they're already short on money. They don't have two or three cars. This isn't just a toy car. Mm -hmm. So if we went and we did that where it wasn't functional, then it didn't serve any purpose. And that's not what we were there for. We were there to give them, like I said, a tool so that they can continue to do stuff. Mm -hmm. So it had to be fully functional, it had to be dependable, it had to be reliable. And that was the first thing, first and foremost. And then it had to look cool. That was the second part. So, you know. And look cool as far as the team is concerned. Yes. So I assume, and I, I think a lot of us have seen the uh, trailers, and it's basically, if you're in a certain city, you're painting the car pretty much in the team colors. Yeah, because these are all super fans. 
Like yeah. these these fans are no joke fans. Mm -hmm. I mean, so trying to trying to incorporate like trying to incorporate a lot of stuff that that the team with the history of the team, whether it's Super Bowl trophies, whether it's players, something where it incorporate the team and something that and that that they can relate to outside mm -hmm. of football because some of them had touching stories that what this car meant to them. So we we also tied that into the paint job mm -hmm. with, the, with the car as well. Wow. That's very cool. Very cool. Very nice. All right. I'm curious. Lamar, what's in your garage right now? Uh, what's in my garage right now? I have a 1971 Chevelle. Uh, 1986 uh, Monte Carlo SS. Because he got that Monte Carlo. He right. I got that Monte Carlo I wanted. Uh -huh. uh, I got a 2011 Harley-Davidson truck. Um, I got a... Harley-Davidson truck? Yeah. Okay. You know, Ford. Right, F-150. Ford, Ford F-150. Hey, hear what his daily driver is. F-150. Oh. He's saving that one for last. Uh, all right. I got my conversion van. We travel. That's the... We hit the road. Travel as a family. Okay. I have an Audi. Okay. And my four-door Mini Cooper. I'm sorry. I thought you said four-door <laughs> Mini Cooper. Wait a minute. Four-door Mini Cooper. Mini Cooper. Yeah. I, I usually like to keep that under wraps because I like to fly underneath the radar. That's now, my Mini Cooper. Now, the obvious question is, how well do you fit in a four-door Mini Cooper? Great. You're, you're a big-time <laughs> defensive listen, guy. I sat in the back seat just like this. Uh -huh. My dad is 6'5". He was driving. And my cousin, Richard, he was about, Richard's about 6'3" about three-some, uh -huh. close to four, and we rode in that Mini Cooper. So your legs don't, like, go right up against the dash? No. No, wow. there's plenty of space in there. There's plenty of space in there. Great sound system, all-wheel drive. I have the sports package. I mean, it's a smooth, like, everybody, like, man, where do you get that? Easy, says, easy to park. And he says you can park at anywhere. Anywhere. That's so, true. Well, so when it's I, a Mini Cooper. When, when I pull up and I see a spot like that, I'm like, shit, I'm in there. That's my spot. <laughs> like, I don't have to think twice because that's my spot. Awesome. You know? <laughs> so what's in your garage that you can claim to be yours? Uh, I have my Tundra. I have a 2014 Tundra. It's supercharged. Mm -hmm. We have a lift kit on it. Um, we're probably truck. putting down about uh, 580 to the wheels. Uh, then I have a 57 Chevy two-door hardtop mm -hmm. that I need to build one of these days. And then I have a 61 Olds Cutlass F85. Oh. With the Rocket V8. I have right. all the original stuff. And, that's the first one, and the first I, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's my baby. I have the motors redone. It's got the, the 218 cubic inch Rocket V8. I mean, all aluminum. Yeah, just... just why, why a 61 F85? Because I, it looked cool. It was a different looking car, and I ended up getting it from a friend, and uh, I was just like, man, I got to build this one these days. Mm -hmm. It's unfortunately, it's still been sitting for all them years because I've been busy working on everybody else's stuff. You ship it down to me. One of these days, we'll build <laughs> it. I'll put it in my garage. <laughs> then, then he could come back and tell us more cars that yeah, are in his garage. Yeah, could have them. Lamar, who in the NFL has probably the coolest car collection that you think, that you know of? Because I know a lot of guys have unique wheels, uh, different wheels. A lot of guys are into the high price cars, you know, the, the really the, the Lamborghinis and all that because the money's there. But as far as the overall collection like yours, who do you think is a real big car guy that maybe we don't know about? Uh, Patrick Peterson. Uh -huh. uh, he's definitely a, he's a car guy. Uh, I have to say Joe Hayden with that nice collection that he had. Um, Justin Tuck. Um, Ike Taylor should be writing this down for future <laughs> yeah. talking about cars. Yeah, yeah Ike, Ike Taylor is Ike Taylor is real big on him. 
I'm trying to think of some more guys. Those Does are Strahan the guys. have another set of wheels? Strahan oh, is Strahan, a yeah, huge yeah. car guy. Right. Yeah. Strahan is a huge car guy, and, mm -hmm. and Strahan really knows his cars, and, and he loves them from all different aspects. So, like, when I built his car, there was no um, taking it to him and him not knowing what was in there. Like, he knew he knew what was in there, and mm -hmm. he knew what we had done. Um, so that that's why he kind of that's why we became friends is because I didn't charge him anymore. Mm -hmm. um, I took him his car and he was like, you know, there's there's over 30 in the in the engine bay by itself with mm -hmm. the twin turbos and all the other stuff that was done to it, you know, and, and paddle shifters, push button start, all the proximity sensors, all the modern amenities of a new vehicle, you know, but on a 68 GTO. Okay. Um, so he was like, well, how much more? So you don't know me anymore. So, but he, then I found out like, dude, this guy's a car guy, you know, I mean, he's got, uh, a couple Porsches. He's got some, some older stuff and, but he's always at the classic shows and, and everything and really, really big car guy. What car that you've had in your life, start with Lamar, what car have you had in your life that you sold, you don't have any more that you wish, man, I wish I could get that car back. My 1996 Buick Roadmaster. Oh, man. That thing was like a boat. Yeah? Well, yeah. No, it wasn't the wagon, it was the big four-door. It was a four-door, yeah. yeah. The Buick Roadmaster four-door. I mean, that thing could go with the V8 engine in it. I missed that car. And they were really smooth. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I know the Chevy Caprices and the Chevy Impalas mm -hmm. of that era, uh, police used that all over the country as, as a smooth riding car. And I'm actually thinking about buying another one. I'm Are thinking you? about buying, like, then I'll have to put the Mini Cooper aside for the, for the Roadmaster. I would drive the Roadmaster every day. You could put the Mini Cooper in the trunk of the Roadmaster. No, no, no. no. Don't disrespect the <laughs> Mini Cooper like that. No, but That's it's... my baby. Don't disrespect no, her like that. No, I'm not that. disrespecting it, but you, you know how big the trunk of that uh, Roadmaster is. You're right. Is. Yeah, the, the Roadmaster trunk is huge. Like, <laughs> But that's, that's, definitely, that's definitely my car. James? 85 Ford Mustang that I had bought from a guy that was all fixed up. It was all black on black. Mm -hmm. He'd lowered it and he'd done a custom cow hood and some stuff and like. T-roof or not? Uh, no, no, okay. no, just just regular hardtop. And I just loved cruising, cruising that car. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had already had my oldest son and then we had my second son, uh, CJ. And I think we were just having my third son, Paul. And their mom was like, we need to get something else. And so I'd trade that in for a little Ford Aerostar minivan. Mm, mm, and I mm. regret that much ever since. Mm, mm. I regret Traded it, it in for Yeah, because me and her got divorced like a year after that. So I was like, <laughs> I lost the damn Mustang. <laughs> I could have still kept the Mustang. I'd I taken lost the her, but I could have kept the car. Yeah, I could have kept the Mustang <laughs> and I'd been all right. Can't tell you how many times people have come to me in that question and said, I wanted a Ford Aerostar van back. Actually, I can't tell you because no one's ever said that before. Yeah. So, yeah, no, not at all. Uh, of all the cars that are still out there, what's number one on the James Torres list of cars you want to get? That I would like. We all have a list. That I would like for myself. Mm-hmm. Whether you have to fix it up or whatever. If I could ever buy a car, it would just be like a Porsche 911. I just love the lines that the 911s have. Whether it's a new one or an old mm -hmm. one, I just love the roundness, the shape, and like Porsche's just always been my favorite car. Lamar? Like, looking at. Lamar, what about you? I don't know the name of the car, but it's the car The car we looked at earlier. Oh, the Cadillac. Yeah. What year was that? That was a 1939 Cadillac 
It looks like a stretch, but it's like a seven passenger. I would take that car right there and get chauffeured around in that car. <laughs> Drive it over. I'll be in the back. Literally, like that gives me that old school mafia type feel. <laughs> uh -huh. Like in the back, you, you get out the car with your hat on. Oh man, I'll get one of those. Now you're talking about an Al Capone kind of hat? Yeah. You know, the, the, the yeah. fedora, I guess is what you yeah, call it. Yeah, I get out one of them. I could see you looking with like that. feather on the side. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, great. I would, that, because, I mean, those cars back in the day, just that metal. You know, strong, you know, one of those cars hit it now, you'd be like, you all right, sir, his whole car smashed up, you got a scratch on there, you just wipe your scratch mm -hmm. off, keep going. Like, I love those big, strong cars like that, man. Uh -huh. And that's just, it's just so smooth, like the classic look. I mean, it stands out. I mean, you look, you think about some of the expensive cars now, it's, but that stand, you pull up in the front of the club and that, not the club, I mean, the event. You pull up in the, the, in the event and the that, I mean, just, it's gonna turn heads. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's gonna turn heads, and but I, I put a little tent on the window, and the back. I, that's the thing I update. I a little put the tent, tent on the window. And maybe okay. a little, couple little sounds in the back, some, some kids. Glass packs pumping. on it or yeah. something like that to rumble a little bit. Yeah, just a little, I don't know how that would work with an engine. That just old. a little yeah. thump, just a little. Doo, doo, doo. Speaking of which, would you put a stereo in it? I'd probably just put a Beast by Dre little box in the back wireless, <laughs> put the batteries in, tuck it underneath the seat. Uh -huh. so, so you you still get the sound. Still get the thump, thump, thump <laughs> yeah. just a little bit. Yeah. That would be just a little different, <laughs> wouldn't it? But it's a cool car. That's, right. that's very neat. Mm -hmm. So you guys had this show called Tackle My Ride. It's on, of N course, uh, NFL, NFL Network. NFL Network. Yep. Uh, it's going to be on Tuesdays. Tuesday. June 15th, mm -hmm. starting June 15th. Uh -huh. November 15th. Yeah, November. What the hell? No, he's, he's talking he's about th June for season two. Exactly. Season he's thinking, two. Yeah, see, I'm June. already ahead of schedule. See, Lamar, you're an June optimist. I like that yeah, in you, buddy. Yeah. I like that in you. That's very cool. That's <laughs> very cool. So that's something to look forward to. And don't forget, check it out on your TV. Make sure you record it so you can see these guys and uh, some of the exciting cars that they have. Uh, that they're going to put right on the show. Yeah, the, you know, the, the, the funnest part about it and the whole thing with me is that I'm building it with my three oldest sons. So, like, that's all that I work with. I don't have any other employees. So, you know, me and my boys, we do everything other than sew seats. That's the only thing we outsource. Was Lamar at your place when you guys were building the cars? Via satellite. Via satellite. Yeah, he monitors via satellite. I brought the truck. Flight. I brought the truck back. You monitor via satellite? Oh, yeah, he did. Well, he did. He showed up a couple times. Oh, he did have yeah. one of the vehicles? Yeah. I, it's because I forget he's in the back seat sometimes. So did he uh, yeah. fall asleep? Mm, yeah. The, hey, and I'm going to tell you one thing about being at that <laughs> shop. It's too damn hot. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't got no well, air. Mexico. They got one fan and you got to go to the other building to get that fan. Uh -huh. And, you know, it, it's, because it's not no air, you really appreciate a fan. You Maybe know, for I, your I, second season, they'll get you an air conditioner. Yeah, it was too hot. I mean, it was no, just... No, because it will work slower. Yeah, it was, and it was oh. dusty. See, like, when you're hot and you're sweating, you have to create mo momentum if it's not windy. So uh -huh. you have to move. So the more you're moving around, that's... That's our philosophy. So the more you're moving, the cooler you're going to stay. That sounds That's like an NFL shop, thing, man. That sounds like an NFL hot. thing. I got in and out that shop. <laughs> got one little fan over there blowing, and then they over there painting dust everywhere. You got to sacrifice dust on your, on your clothes for air. And the first chance I got, I left. 
Lamar Woodley and James Torres of the new show, Tackle My Ride. You can see it on the NFL Network Tuesday nights starting November 15th. By the way, if you want to see us in the car, a 1957 Lincoln Premier Convertible, check that out on our Talking About Cars YouTube page and Facebook page. And if it's not there yet, when you look, it soon will be. Oh, and check out the Automobile Driving Museum in El Segundo, California. You could look at them online at theadm.org. Hey, if you're listening on iTunes, remember, subscribe. It's free and you'll automatically get notified when a new show uploads. Then rate us and write a review and spread the word about our great guests and award-winning Talking About Cars podcast. Until next time, I'm Randy Cardoon. Join me as we have some fun talking about cars.